Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today we're talking with Chad Buckner, who many of you have met or heard before. Chad's been speaking at our Spring Rendezvous for a few years, and he's been on this podcast before. And Chad, of course, is the manager of Canal Operations for the Trent Severn Waterway. Before we start our discussion with Chad, I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, United Yacht Sales of the Carolinas, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. Chad Buckner, thank you for joining us again on Great Loop Radio. Hey, thank you for having me again. It feels like it was just a few short days ago I was down there in New Bern with everybody. And and that was a lot of fun. We got rave reviews, as usual, about your presentation. Um, So I wanted to have you back on the podcast since loopers are already hitting the Trent Severin and and perhaps my motivation is a little bit selfish this time because I'm actually headed towards the Trent Severin on Sunday and hope to be in Canadian waters by Monday so I'm really excited about that Um, and thanks to Michael Martin of Curtis Stokes and Associates who has um, graciously invited me to crew with him as he's heading in that direction. So, not only for the listeners, but for myself, I would love to learn more about what we can expect this season on the Trent Severn. So, start off with the fact that there's a celebration going on that's going to save everybody some money. Yeah, no, I think with this year and this summer here, um, you know, as as we discuss with all the loopers, and the one thing I would like to tie in is I look forward to the presentation that you'll be giving on the Trent Severn Waterway next season at the next year's uh, <laughs> Spring Rendezvous. So all I the, don't the know listeners there, I, I think we can do a joint. I, I think we can do a joint seminar next year. But you know, we're really looking forward to this summer. This summer is currently underway, and the the one thing that we are doing up here to celebrate Canada's 150th you know, um, anniversary this season, lockages across the entire Trent Severn Waterway, also the Rideau Canal and the, the Quebec Canals is free this summer. So um, currently many boaters are in the system, many loopers. I just met a brand new looper um, just this morning and, um, you know, are currently taking us, they're taking advantage of this, uh, this great promotion and we're quite literally welcoming boats from all over the world and uh, we're well underway right now into a free lockage season. And members of AGLCA and anyone else in the the canals there certainly appreciate that. So because it's free this year, tell us a little bit about what you expect from traffic. What are the busiest times? You know, as we're planning our trip, um, are there any particular hours or particular days or even particular time periods when those locks will be very crowded? Yeah, we're looking right now. I, I, I think for everybody, you know, on the radio listening in, uh, the kids, the kids in Canada are coming out of school this week. So, um, you know, starting on Friday is when we, you know, we progress into our summer season and our summer hours. Where typically traffic is a little bit busier at that point. You know, our our, our spring season this year, you know, like much of the uh, the northeast seaboard here, we we've um, received plenty of rain. Um, so we've been moving water out of the system. Um, as much as we possibly can, but more importantly, we've been getting a lot of rain in our system. So a lot, not a lot of our smaller vessels um, have really started to hit the water yet. So one season, uh, the summer season's upon us now. We do anticipate traffic will start to increase just like they historically do. And, um, you know, for all of our boaters coming through, especially the ones that are coming through the system for the first time, you know, as expressed earlier at the, uh, at the rendezvous, we do have a way to communicate with all of our boaters and, you know, to articulate, you know, things like events coming up. You know, if there is any um, volume delays or overnight mooring or shore power locations, 
You know, so for all of our boaters that are on Twitter, be sure to follow us this summer at TSW Boater Info, you know, on Twitter. And this right here is your tool for real-time communication to all of our lockmasters and our lock staff on the system that will help you better plan and better coordinate your trip coming through the season this summer. So, Chad, besides uh, you and your team tweeting out information, can the boaters tweet to you as well and get answers to some of their questions that way? Yeah, absolutely. We have our team members that are monitoring this account. Um, they're monitoring this account for the time that we're open, so all of our hours of operation. You know, So if you have any questions in particular you'd like to know the answer to or just even an update or something else, you know, even a notice of concern when you're on the water, feel free to direct message us on this account. It's one way to, uh, to get some information to you rather quickly. So our team members are monitoring it. Um, they will get back to you in a timely manner, and um, they'll seek the answers that you're seeking. Perfect. So the Trent Severin is, is one of the highlights of the loop for many people. Um, t- give us a little bit of an overview and, and tell us why you think it is a highlight for so many loopers. I think what it is, especially with the, the years of construction that the Trent Severn is, is that, you know, as I'm currently sitting here in Fenland Falls, one of our historic lock stations, and really in the heart of the Trent, um, and that's what the, I think makes the Trent Severn so special is, you know, the first lock was constructed, you know, back in 1833, but it t- the last lock wasn't constructed until 1920. So it's really allowed, uh, you know, sort of like new infrastructure or, you know, the, the locking mechanisms to be, you know, sort of taken, you know, and upgraded. You know, we have a series of, you know, the system that is, you know, old historically operated where our team members walk around in circles and then in the lock station like I'm looking at right now where it's all hydraulically operated. So really to, to allow the boaters to move through in the safest, you know, quickest way possible. Um, but that's what makes the system so special is it really connects the hearts of Canada, small town country, small town Ontario, you know, directly at our boaters, you know, where, you know, in our little lock stations, you know, in, you know, in Bob Cajun and Fenland Falls, the buckhorns of the world, they're directly in the heart of these little communities that are built around boating. So that's what I think makes it so special is for these boaters that are really looking to get a real experience in traveling through is you tie up mooring for the night, either you visit a little marina or you stay with us right on the lock walls. And within a hop, skip, and a jump, you're, you know, we're into some of the nice little shops, you're, you're into some great restaurants, and you're sitting out on a patio overlooking the bow of your boat while you're having a, a nice Canadian meal. And, you know, the butter tart season and the, uh, the poutine season is in full effect up here. So, you know, when you're in here getting some ice cream or whatnot or some of your desserts, you can be overlooking that and walking it back to your boat at the end of the day. Well, ice cream is my thing, but I will be trying the butter tarts, too, because I've heard that that's not to be missed. Looking it is forward definitely to that. not to be missed. <laughs> <laughs> so give us some of the stats of the Trent Severn system. Um, you know, how many miles is, is the full length of the system, um, depth, bridge clearances, things like that? Sure. Yeah, the, um, the, 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 the entire Trent is 202 miles long or 386 kilometers. You know, uh, across the system, there's, you know, 45 or 44 lock stations that you'll be going through. Um, you know, the bridge clearances right now, and this is actually a really good point to link into uh, um, Kim heading in, is with the, the high water levels on Lake Ontario. Um, there is a bridge there, um, the J.D. McDonald Bridge. Just make sure for any of our higher boats traveling through that they're checking in the bridge clearance at that, lo- or at that bridge station prior to entering into our system. As of this morning, it was uh, measuring at 21 feet, but the wind current down there, you know, are, are fluctuating that for as low as 20 feet to upwards as high as 22 foot clearance. So for our boats traveling over there, I do recommend, uh, I know the team members down there at the uh, at the Trent uh, 
sorry, Trentport Marina. Um, Craig's been really good at updating a lot of loopers and going through there. So that would be an important one to check into prior to entering into our system. You know, but other than that, you know, our, our water depth, you know, we're right now we're, we're doing pretty well with that. You know, everything is measuring in um, five feet, you know, anything below five or anyone over five feet, get a waiver, you know, just to make sure you're heading through and talking to our lock staff. Um, it's going to take the boaters right now coming through and traveling through. I, I'm going to say about seven to ten days because, um, you know, the communities right now with a lot of our events, we are into summer season, so there is a little bit more concert series going on. There is more farmer's markets. There is more um, more activities and festivals happening throughout the summer as everything's kicking into full gear now. So, you know, in traveling through the system, give yourself about 10 days and going through. Your water depth, there is no issues at this point that has come to my attention. And um, as for bridge clearances, you know, 20 feet, everyone should be pretty good getting through. And if you have any concerns there, you can reach to us through our Twitter account or um, you can reach to, uh, to us directly online. And a question about that. Um, you mentioned depth of five feet above that uh, to get a waiver. Can you just uh, yeah. quickly kind of tell people what they sure. need to do if their depth is greater than five feet? Yeah, so if you're greater than five feet, talk to our lock staff at your entry point. So either, um, you know, Ian down at lock one or up at Carson at lock 45 at the entry point. Have a discussion with those guys. They'll They'll provide you the waivers. Um, and now, again, you know, that's anything over five feet. But, you know, again, our water levels are, you know, we, for the most part, we're okay to get over five feet. Um, my, my, my uneasy point is around that five, six, five and a half, you know, foot range there. But if you have a conversation with those guys, they'll set you up with everything you need, which will also link us back into the free permit situation. We do have permits available at our lock stations or any kind of literature or information that you need, especially those guys at the entry point. The team members down there are great. They'll answer all your questions. They're going to help you, guide you through the entire system. And if you don't have your permits yet, you can pick them up at those lock stations. Waivers, all information that you need are available right at those entry points. And, Chad, if anybody wants to try and do that ahead of time, is it possible to do any of that online before you arrive? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, if you haven't set sail yet, um, our um, reservation teams there um, you know, in our national office and our online permits, giveaways and sales have been going relatively well. Um, we've been hitting back. Uh, we've been getting everyone their information prior to their trip. Um, if you are currently on route or you're within a few days from the system, I would recommend just holding off there and getting at the lock station. But if you're, if you're over a week, 10 days away from traveling through the Trent, the Rideau or the Quebec system, you know, um, at this point here, I'm fairly confident we'll get those permits mailed to you directly before you set sail. And you mentioned uh, the option of tying to the lock walls at night. That does require payment. That's not part of the uh, free promotion that you're doing this year, correct? Yeah, that is correct, Kim. So um, we're just providing free lockages. So um, any of our services over and above um, lockages, there still is fees. So to stay overnight at one of our lock station walls, it's 90 cents per foot. Um, but if and if you are looking at you know firewood, um, bike rentals, which I just came from Bob Cage, and you can actually do a bike share program there now, um, ice or any of those other amenities, there is an extra fee associated to those. But lockage is free, but the extra stuff over and above lockage, there is fees, and any of our lock staff members will be able to help you guide you through that process and those relevant fees. So let, let's move on to, you started to talk about some of the things to see and do along the way. So tell us what the not-to-be-missed stops are and what kind of uh, activities we might find along the way this year. 
Yeah, things are things are roll, um, are starting to come into some pretty um, pretty good and active, and especially now we're getting into getting closer to July. Actually, the week um, the one that jumps to me this week and any boaters in the Peterborough area, um, as I shared the photos back in our uh, at the speaking at the rendezvous, um, we're trying it again the the, the Peterborough lift lock lock and paddle, where we're going to have our goal is to try and get 300 canoes and kayaks to set our own record at the lift lock at the lock and paddle event is happening this Saturday. So if there is any loopers or anyone, you know, in that region, Saturday, June 24th, you come on down and see the lift lock and let's see, let's see ourselves challenging each other to see um, how many canoes and kayaks will go into the lock. But also I'm coming up, um, Campbellford, um, we're doing an antique classic boat show on the second week of July. So boaters um, of the, uh, the Trent Severn Waterway Antique Club and also the Dippity Boaters, um, they're going to be coming through the um, doing a boat parade, you know, of these old antique vessels on uh, July 15th, the second weekend of July. Um, so that's going to be a great event. Um, but some of the great communities that are putting on a lot of stuff, this, especially now we're getting closer to Canada Day. But um, Frankfurt, you know, at Lock 6, it's got shore power there. It's the, it's the natural first stopping point for our boaters traveling through a short walk over to the small village of Frankfurt. Campbellford, again, I've mentioned that they're doing the um, the anti classic boat show, but there'll also be many activities happening right in the downtown core there. Great music, yoga in the parks, a lot of activities happening there. Peterborough, Hastings, um, Peterborough, right, again, it's a, it's a popular looper destination because I know, you know, we have some looper friends there that bring down some grab bags and welcome everybody in at the Peterborough Marina or when they're traveling through. Don and Free have both been great there, great ambassadors for us. Um, Lakefield's another popular location, a great popular stop, right in the heart of town, short walk, nice little community, great food there, and again, this is where the sort of the ice cream region really starts to pick up. Um, Lovesick is one of my little hidden gems, a place that I really like because it's so situated on an island. Um, no land-based traffic can get there. Um, you can see the stars, nice, quiet, great lock station if you're just looking for a quiet night to sort of get away from everybody. And then we're up into the region where I'm currently sitting right now, into the heart of the court, as, you know, um, Bob Cage. And, you know, there's so much activity going on there. Again, we have a bike share program happening there now. Um, we have shore power there, um, water hookups, um, a great spot to spend that, not only a night but a weekend right in Bob Cage. And, you know, Fenland Falls, the lock staff here were just uh, literally moments ago walking me through their gardens and uh, showing off their gardens and how proud they are of their gardens and the site aesthetics here. So for any loopers coming through, um, it's a great way to get a, to get a little bit uh, a little bit of a smile out of Adam and Matt here, and the team is commenting them on their hard work and their green thumbs because they're, they're pretty adamant that they have the nicest garden on the Trent. Um, Kuchiching, Lock 42, moving on up to the Severn section. And I'd be really remiss, and Kim, when you get through here, I can't wait to show off the Big Shoot Marine Railway for you. And um, before you head out of the system, make sure you're saying hello to Carson. But there's so many great things, so many different activities happening. And the lock staff members now, they're in full swing. All their student staff are in. And as we can see, their competitive genes are coming out right now. So um, they're looking forward <laughs> to having a lot of fun. Well, and I'm hoping to get as far as Big Shoot. I'm not sure that I will on this trip, but that'll give me a great excuse to come back. So <laughs> if I don't on this trip, I'll certainly do it the next time around. I'm going to pause for a moment and play a message from one of our sponsors. Um, and when we come back, we'll continue the conversation on all the things to see and do on the Trent Severn. Be back in a moment. When staying at the new Fort Myers Beach Marina, enjoy full resort access to the Pink Shell Beach Resort. 
complete with concierge services, three pools, and two restaurants, Pink Shell Beach Resort and Marina is located along one quarter mile of Sugar White Sand Beach. As a marina guest, you will have access to their fitness center, shower facilities at the full service Aquagine Spa, Audrey's Market, free beach chairs, a daily newspaper, three pools, and pool towels. Laundry facilities, a game room, and beach activities are available, and the marina portion of Pink Shell is pet-friendly. For more information, visit www.pinkshell.com or call 855-203-5105. Pink Shell is a proud commander sponsor of AGLCA. We're back on Great Loop Radio, and we are talking with Chad Buckner, who is the manager of canal operations for the Trent Severn Waterway. Um, Chad, I did have some loopers contact me because they are planning, and for those of us that are kind of planning the journey through the Trent Severn, um, not everybody is almost there yet, and some people are heading up to the Rideau first. So how late can people get to the Trent Severn and still expect to make it through um, during the season? When will, the, the, when will you close down for the fall? Yes, yeah, so we're going to be we're going to be open right here till the Canadian Thanksgiving into the uh, the first weekend or the second weekend of October. Um, and again, you know, at that point the season does slow down quite a bit, so we're not quite as busy with the uh, with the traffic. So if anyone's looking to get in, and that that includes the Rideau Canal as well. So anyone looking for a one-way travel through the system at that time, I would give myself about 10 days um, to travel through the Trent, and I would give myself about a week to get through the uh, the Rideau Canal. Um, so if anyone looking to go through and you're sort of wondering how late can you get here, I would recommend by the uh, the second week of September, you should be pretty much knocking on our door to make sure that you're getting through. And then um, at the very end of September for the Rideau Canal and passing through both of those systems just to ensure you get safe passage through. Now, if someone's uh, going the other direction and starting at the Rideau and then coming to the Trent Severn, um, yep. and of course the Trent Severn is going to put them out into um, Georgian Bay, so we don't want them to be in that area once everything closes down. So heading the other way, what's kind of the latest date that they might want to enter the, the Trent Severn and still be able to get um, kind of back to the U.S. side before uh, winter is upon us there in Canada? Yeah, so if anyone's coming down or, or coming from the Rideau to the Trent, and let's just say if they're going to be starting in the uh, the Flight of Aid in Ottawa, you know, and again, coming through there, I'm, I'm going to expect to give myself, because I am still going to be stopping and enjoying some of the communities along the way, I'm going to travel Definitely. through there in about seven days. And then um, I'm going to take about a day or so to come between the Trent and the Rideau or sort of the Rideau and the Trent and, you know, visiting the Thousand Islands area, you know, and coming in down in through the Murray Canal or in the Bay of Quinte and up through the Trent that way. So I'm going to give myself seven days to get through the Rideau. I'm going to give myself another couple days in between. So in total, through the Trent and the Rideau in a one-way direction, Kim, I'm going to say about mm-hmm. 19 days is going to be fairly comfortable for myself. But if I'm coming up from Lock 1 and heading to uh, 45, and I don't want to stay there and I want to get back down in through Lake Ontario, um, I'm going to give myself an extra 10 days just to make sure I travel up through to Port Severn and then give myself another 10 days or seven days to get back through the system. But from my experience in traveling through, you tend to go, Mm -hmm. when you're traveling in one direction all the way up, you move a little bit slower, but when you turn around and come back, it's just one of those natural things. You sort of move a little bit quicker through the system. So for someone traveling from Lock 1 in Trenton and heading to Lock 45, I say about 10 days to do that travel trip. But when I turn around from Lock 45 to come back down through Lock 1 in Trenton, 
realistically I'm about six to seven days because it's just a natural trip where people tend to go home a little bit quicker than when they're traveling away from home. So from sure. one end to the other and then back, I'm going to say about 16 days to 17 days to do that travel. Okay. And I also had a question from someone who mentioned they're probably going to be coming through in July, um, like many loopers will. And we're a little bit concerned about extra time to lock through because they've heard that July is a very popular vacation time in Canada as well. Um, Obviously, later into the season, into September and October, there are going to be less people out there on the water. Um, But can you uh, give us any indication about how long wait times might get to be during July? Yeah, and that's a, that, that's where the the challenge is because it is one of those things with the uh, with the free lockage and the amount of like our, our busy lock stations, you know, in the Corth areas, um, the Corth areas where it tends to get the busiest, right in cottage country. Um, so that's that would stretch me from realistically, I would say um, that lock that I talked about in Lovesick that's on the island, and then all the way up through to Rosedale's where the traffic will get the heaviest, you know, at that point. And yeah, on a long weekend there could be some delays. And, and especially with some of the larger boats moving through. Um, so for the loopers there, th- this is really where, you know, I'll plug the Twitter account again, the, at TSW Boater Info account, because that's where we'll be articulating to the boaters, to, to the mooring. So if there is mooring space available or if there is any higher volume of traffic concerns. So we'll help educate the boater before they decide to move on. Um, but again, with a lot of our marinas and stuff and a lot of the activities happening throughout the system, you know, um, midday, you know, on a hot, sunny day, we will be busier than that of, you know, the rainy thunderstorm weather that we've had currently now. So, again, for our boaters traveling through, that is a great tool and one that um, we've implemented just to help us through with the 2017 season, but to better communicate with all of our boaters and really helping them trip plan and helping them decide, do I go a little bit further or do I stay put? So a great resource and a great tool, and we've been using it for the last couple months. And I'm happy to say it seems like it's going pretty well. Good. Uh, one of the things that Trent Severn is known for, of course, is some of the unique locks. And you did mention the Peterborough lift lock, and the paddler is going to be going through there soon. And you also mentioned Big Shoot. Um, we actually had a member who took video of both of those and kind of time-lapsed it. And we've posted those fairly recently on social media. And those got more reach than anything we've ever posted before on social media. I think the um, Peterborough lift lock video is getting close to 100,000 um, reach 100,000 yeah. people, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, but t- t- one of the things in, in hearing you speak before, Chad, that really was interesting to me is the preparation that is done at Big Shoot, because people get nervous. They see their boat kind of hanging a little bit off those straps, um, and of course, they're aboard the boat. But you've talked about all the education that goes into that, even with the newer boat designs um, for the people working at that lock. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, our team members there, and instead of our pinnacle spots, you know, and, you've, I'm, and I'm really happy it tied into the the Peterborough Lift Lock and the Big Shoe Marine Railway because they are there are infrastructure that most people, especially in the loopers that are coming through, because there's nowhere else in North America that you can go to visit these kind of lock stations, which are completely different and unique. With the with in particular with the uh, the Big Shoe Marine Railway, you know, over 8,000 boats we move um, every year you know, up and over a cliff on a three-story high cart. So you, you ride on it. Your boat comes right out of the water, up and over the edge and down the other side. This is a, this is a great moment for, for a lot of our boaters to, to, to take a great photo, take a great video of going up and over. And our team members there, you know, very well educated. They, they know boats. They know boats very well. They study them quite a bit. They go to all the trade shows. And, you know, and then they also have, um, they also have high-speed Internet there with, 
and they will constantly be lurking or looking and um, educating themselves on some unique hull configurations. So it is an important reminder, especially for people in this group in particular that has, you know, some unique hull configuration. If you do, take your time. Go have a conversation with it, um, Chris or Gord or any of our lock staff members there and um, discuss with them on how you're going to probably be slung out. But the guys are pretty good there. They're pretty careful. They do this quite a bit, and uh, they truly are our experts. So um, I'm fairly confident everyone going through, we're going to have a great season there. And, again, knock on wood, but at this point here, I don't see any issues with any of the boats that we're putting through currently on the uh, on the loopers anyways. And, and as for the videos that we post, we encourage that for sure, and especially with people on their blogs and you know, for people that are traveling, you know, quite literally around the world to go through. Don't be afraid to share your video and tag us as well. And um, we'll be happy to post or repost that. And, you know, and knowing that we've had a, a couple looper videos that have over 100,000 views, it, it begs me to ask the question, I wonder how many views we'll get when we see Kim Russo operating maybe the Peterborough lift lock behind the controls. So I guess I'm putting a challenge out, Kim, when we're coming through Peterborough. <laughs> I'm not sure Let's that will see. be quite as interesting as actually seeing the lock moving, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. And I'm very excited to get to see kind of the inner workings of that. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Can't wait to get there. Um, I heard from a looper yesterday who um, hadn't done quite his due diligence to find out about the opening time of the lock, and it, I, I think it has just changed, and I don't remember where he was, but um, he arrived at 9, and yesterday or the day before, I guess it wasn't opening till 10. Um, so what are the hours of operation? Yeah, so starting on Friday, for everybody going through our hours of operations, we do open at 9 o'clock. And then, again, this is a great tool as well for us on, the, our, on our Twitter account or our, uh, our web pages. But we do open at 9 o'clock every morning starting on this Friday. And then our hours of operation, our last lockage is at 6.30 p.m. And this is as of Friday, um, so beginning um, tomorrow. Tomorrow is when we start our summer season. Great. Chad, we're just about out of time, and you've been very generous with your time because I know that you are uh, traveling the system today, so um, I'm sure you'd rather be out there actually seeing what's happening. Um, before we wrap up, just tell us once again um, that Twitter handle so we can make sure everybody can get uh, connected to that before they head out. Absolutely. It's at TSW Boater Info. And Perfect. we really look forward to welcoming everybody this summer. Um, it's going to be a great summer, and uh, yet we're out here, and it's Pretty ironic, but I'm watching another looper enter the lock at uh, lock 34. It's happening. There'll be many more behind that. Great news. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, there's a lot of them on the way, and um, I hope to see you there when I arrive early next week. Perfect. Thanks, Kim, and thanks, everybody in the looper organization. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Chad. We appreciate the info, and, and thanks to all of our listeners. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.